Hello, it's me, Milton Jones, saying listen to the Promoter's Mouths podcast. You'll be amazed what comes out of it. Episode number nine of the Promoter Mouths podcast. Hello, Paul, Pablo. Hello, Kai. How are you doing? Very and, well. And, and well done for getting uh, Milton Jones on the pod right at the beginning there. Yes. So uh, apologies to Paul Sinner, uh, but you're yesterday's news. No, he's not. He'll be back, man. He'll be back. He'll we'll be back. We'll be have back. a little selection and we'll keep people guessing and they'll go, oh, it's him again. Uh, Milton Jones, what a night. Yeah, what a week been an absolute blast hasn't it yeah, we've all had yeah. gigs this week everything that we do this for sort of happened this week and we've we've bells on it didn't it so but first of all this week we've we've had our first patreon we have do yeah. you want to do you want to celebrate the name of our first patreon <laughs> and our first patreon is mr Cy roberts oh, our forever friend well, well done, Sai. Thanks very much for that. So, yeah, big up to Sai, who we saw last night. And uh, we'll, we'll stick a picture. We, we got a selfie with Sai. Sai came to uh, um, one of our gigs this uh, this week. He did. And, uh, yeah, it was good to see Sai and his Mrs. Lisa and uh, one or two others. Yeah. If we ever could name a fanboy and a fangirl, I think it's Sai and Lisa. They love the podcast, don't they? Well, they're only human. Yes, and Sai had to stop Lisa talking because I was taking notes. But one of the things she said right. was that when they're in the car, right, she doesn't like the music he plays, so they play the podcast. Right. And it's, uh, yeah, and it makes for a, a much more pleasant and peaceful journey with no arguments over music. Yeah, I, I know Sai's taste in music. It's very schizophrenic. Because, yeah, full disclosure, I know Sai personally. On the one hand, he'll like Pearl Jam and some really decent night stuff. But then he'll go to karaoke with him and he'll sing a fucking show tune. What's all that about? <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, thank yeah, you, Sai nice, Roberts. Nice one, Sai. I had a great week with a couple of notable flies in the ointment. Uh, I'll come on to some of them. But first off the bat, on Monday, I was in work. And I did my backing, choking on an apple, and and I I, I couldn't move all all week. Yeah, shit, you're not. Literally, I'm I'm still still feeling it, but I've been chucking ibuprofen down my throat all week. So and, you and coughed so with, hard that you. Yeah, I, I hacked up this apple, and it sort of I, I don't know if I slipped something in my spine or pulled some back muscles or what, but I couldn't fucking move all week. But any, but you know, we've covered it well. You've had a busy week. Yeah, yeah, have. It's been, it's been, been right up and down. But on Tuesday, it was cray cray cabaret at the comedy store, and it sold out. And we had Milton Jones on. Raymond and Mister Timpkins were on. Oh, brilliant! First time I've seen them live. Yeah. yeah. Um, what a hoot! Yeah, and Jazz Emu, great yeah. character performance. We had uh, Azilla Carlson, who was amazing. Blank Peng was there as well. Relatively new act, but she's going to go places, I think. It was a superb night of comedy. And to cap it all off, you've got uh, recorded proof of Milton Jones loving our pod, which is brilliant, isn't it? Yes, and we put it on at the beginning there. Um, It was such a hectic night that getting a recording at any point, I just had to go for it. You know, challenge accepted. Hold my beer. And it was a bit noisy in the background, so that's why it's not—it's not the finest of recordings. But um, it was—it was lovely to, it'll to, to do. meet him. It, it will it, de- definitely ticks the boxes. We've got our first interview coming up. We, we've toyed for a while with putting on the interviews of this pod because we we quite like the dynamic we've got. So it's a it's a really good toe in the water. I feel. Would you like to name him rather than keep rather than keep them guessing? It's Mr. Mick Miller. Oh. So thank you, Mick, if you are listening. Um, I handed him a uh, business card. I've got a feeling that they went back home and listened to it on the on the way. They're they're listening to it on the way back to Blackpool. Yeah, such such a lovely guy. Honestly, what what a legend. So yeah, I mean, you put on two gigs last night. uh, One in Southwell, one in Gorston Ocean Rooms. Now it's the first time I've ever set foot in the Ocean Room. What a spectacular place to walk into. It's it's like something 
out of a movie, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's like the Moulin Rouge or something like that. It's got a big dominating chandelier in the middle. Yeah. It's, it just goes around in a circle. The light's on the dance floor. But I, you know, sitting back without all the tables and chairs out, I can see what carnage must go on in there at weekends. Oh, absolutely. Well, it's a Gorston. I, I, I love Gorston. I love it to bits. But bloody hell, it's bandit country, isn't it? Well, imagine that place chock-a-block full of people gurning and getting drunk and spilling their beers. I did mention previously on an episode of the pod that the only time that uh, um, I've ever had trouble at a gig of mine was in Galston, and that was about ten years ago, <laughs> where, where it turned into the OK Corral with chairs flying all over oh, the place. Oh, was that Galston, right? That was Galston. To be fair, that was, it wasn't the Ocean Room, and the Ocean Room is a much better venue. Beautiful place. Yeah, yeah, it was. Quite uh, cavernous. But beautiful. Cavernous, straight out of the Scorsese film. Uh, lots of people drinking and enjoying themselves. Some of them probably enjoying their beer more than the comedy. Yeah, a couple of rowdy tables who just... And I think that comes on to a thing, you know, later on about um, things that you don't enjoy. Um, it's people who come to comedy nights and just talk all the way through. They're not engaged with it. There's no through line for them. They can't... Because they've missed half, through chatting, missed half of a, uh, an act's set, yeah. they're not going to be able to dip in in the middle. If they do that for every act, they're going to probably go away and think, well, what comedy? <sighs> Some of them are that drunk they won't bloody remember. I mean, I, t- I think I told you, there was one night there, at the end of the night, there were people doing congas around the tables afterwards, you know, <laughs> yeah. and you could sort of see why. Mick, Mick Miller, uh, absolute gent, Afterwards, we, we were having a, a drink in the dressing room and, it, and we were sort of stuck there. And we thought the place would have emptied out by now. So, should we take these outside and sit outside, like in, in the main area, thinking it would be empty? And it did look empty because it was so big. Yeah. But there was people milling around. And before we knew where we were, where we were there was a good 12 people around us all wanting selfies and telling, just giving Mick loads and loads of love. One of the things that surprised me the most, and I've never seen it done before and I'm sure it happens but uh, Mick was in full swing middle of a joke or just there was maybe was there a pause and some bloke shouted out Mick 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 and he stopped the performance didn't he and he, and he goes what could you please do the noddy thing for us <laughs> did you remember yeah. that and, and yeah. Mick was like he was, he was surprised I don't even think he gets stopped in the middle of it I think people were, yeah and he went yeah yeah all right I will <laughs> and then and then as soon as he's got the bottle out later on the bloke went yeah legend or something like that he was, he, he, I think he was only there for the noddy thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, and the, the good thing about the noddy thing is that whilst he's been doing it for decades he, he changes it up and puts little bits in that's sort of a, a more relevant and more contemporary yeah. but whilst keeping the backbone of it which is quite clever and he knows people want it well I think we've got that from him haven't we let's have a listen the noddy thing, you know, I've been doing that for, you know, 30 years. And if there's any fans there, they, they always want it because they like it. You know what I mean? I always say, like, your act changes probably over five years, 80%. Yeah. You know, I've got the start and the finish. And yeah. what comes in the middle, you never know what's going to happen. Well, thank you, Mick. <laughs> <laughs> Being fairly newbie podcasters, we're still working out how to react after, well, was, after nothing happened. Sorry, mate, but I thought, it, I thought it was seamless until you <laughs> dropped that in there. Oh, there was another notable moment uh, when, when I think it was Philip Simon who was on. Well, well done, Philip, by the way. Um, he, he was talking about a threesome, and I think he put the question out. I think it was Philip. Um, apologies if it was Ash thrift but somebody put the question has anyone had a threesome something like that and there was there was a a young lady in the crowd with red hair it got more and more shocking didn't it the more she opened her mouth yes yes i've had a five some she said yeah when i was 17 oversharing much yeah it does happen it does happen i've seen it before it doesn't happen to me well, not symptoms. I mean, what it might, I don't know. <laughs> Just settle for a foursome. <laughs> I'll settle for a menage a un. I wanted to say, because we, we, we sort of put the praise B up, and so I wanted to sort of thank yourself and uh, Ross Downs for helping out on, on the night. It was my pleasure to see how it works, mate. I've yeah. seen the other side at Southwold, yeah. and, to, and, and I was really pleased to see that room, as I said, but it really works. What, 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 you, what you haven't seen is when, when we're on a double, 
And the Southwold room, how that has to be managed like clockwork to get all the acts over to Goldston. And that that was something we sort of stress testing with, with Ross doing it for future gigs so we can sort of swap and change. Mm. And yeah, and he pulled, he pulled it out of the bag. And even though I stupidly put a musical act first who A, needs a sound check last minute, B, when they finished, they had to put all their stuff away and make sure they got everything. So it's not just a question of jumping in a car. When when you do your gigs, you MC, you set up the sound, you do everything. Uh, I, I, that's just too stressful. I used to do it, right? I used to do it, and I pulled it off. But I'm just glad to get other people in and do different bits. Yeah, I find your your setup and and way of doing that far more stressful than me setting up. I I, I think I've just enjoyed doing it. Coming in yeah, an hour yeah. early, set up. Yeah. It used, I used to take two and a half hours. I used to turn up, have a pint graze through it people used to turn out I just don't have time for that anymore mm. but 45 minutes you're like a well old machine I mean yeah I, I, I remember doing it yeah like you, you you are a well old machine when you do it all the time I, I remember that uh, did you have curtains <laughs> yeah, fantastic <laughs> curtains guy <laughs> uh, for listeners who didn't hear uh, didn't catch on to that we had a we, we, we had a debate that went on for quite some time, more time than what was aired, um, about curtains and lights in the last pod. And, uh, now, yeah. and going back to the last pod, afterwards, in the morning, you texted me to say, I hope I didn't sound too arsy. I was tired and just got back from work. Do you remember that? I do remember that. Why? Yeah. Why did you think that? Well, I was asking. I did. I was. I was. I was. I was getting. It was getting under my skin a little bit because you, you was banging on about uh, like fucking curtains and lights, and I was like, oh come on, Kai, come on. <laughs> not everyone's going to be straight there with the curtains and lights, but, <laughs> but yeah, let's yeah. not start that again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do- okay, now we know your triggers. <laughs> <laughs> it's soft furnishings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, you know the bakery that's opposite Greg's in Beckles that people were up it's in It's called arms. the Two Magpies. It's called the Two Magpies Bakery. And I know about this bakery. I've done some... Uh, if, uh, just as part of my day job, I had a look look into them as a business. They're, they're a fantastic local business, actually. Yeah. They started off, I think, in Holt and sort of rolled out to different... Basically all the posh posh market towns in North Norfolk. And they're... they're coming gradually south and they're also at timber hill in um in in norwich okay and they do a pretty decent full english well well, they say no publicity is bad publicity unless you're gary glitter or something if you you go on the uh, i do encourage listeners to to do this if you go and google reviews and look for fred sheeran that's me there is actually a review for the uh, t- the two magpies bakery in Norwich, and I said it was an all right breakfast, but at the time the uh, um, it, it was like sub zero temperatures outside, and the door wouldn't close. Right. So I sat there freezing me bloody tits off trying to eat me breakfast. Everything about it was all right, but you know, close the door. Okay. But anyway, yeah, anyway, close the door. But it's 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 all right. It's decent. But just saying, I'll, no no publicity is bad publicity. The sausage roll tray was empty. I was going to give one a go, or at least look at these famous. Of course sausages. it was. Of course it was empty. They've sold them all. They've had, yeah, yeah, exactly. I think there's a lot of people saying stop dissing our bakery, our cafe, and have gone and supported them. But yeah, good for them. In in Beckles is one of those places which is uh, pretty affluent and not so affluent at the same time. So it's the perfect place to have a posh bakery at war with Greg's. Yeah. There's something for everyone. It's like Benidorm. In Benidorm, you've got the English bit where everyone gets completely slaughtered. Then you've got the old town full of uh, um, uh, uh, middle-class Spanish people having tapas and drinking wine. And old blocks wandering around with cardigans flopped over their shoulders for some reason. Never understood that, but anyway. Should we move on to the comedy chat, rumours, forward slash, comedy shit, housery? Let's do that. All right, okay. Um, I think, is this where we can drop in a Mick Miller? Yeah, let's do um, that. His, his comedy shit, housery? There's a couple that could be interpreted. Let's just say, to be fair, we we, uh, we dropped in the question about shit, housery. And, and thinking about it again, it's saying to somebody in a, in a question, 
how would you like to be how would you like to trip over this question because they don't really know us that well and we're just asking them to uh yeah uh, uh yeah would you like to slag something off about the comedy well, industry well he talks about he talks about well, let's have a listen obviously a lot of people think i'm old school you know but i've been doing comedy clubs now for like uh, 10 years you know so I'm not always, I'm not the burning man in and I was never was, you know. So yeah. I'm like quite safe. I always yeah. keep it quite safe, you know. I stay off a load of subjects. Um we, we, I, ju- I just think it's wrong that like, you know, when you look at like uh, Chubby Brown, they won't use him in theatres, but then they'll put Jimmy Carr in doing worse things that Chubby ever says and like Frankie Boyle, you know, where he just like, he'll go and like obliterate people you know, and get away with it. Yeah. But because Chubby does it, you know, the council, the, the, the councils cancel him, you know, because of one person, you know. And all it's all this woke stuff now, you know. Oh, well, he's disgusting. Never seen him work. Yeah. They've never seen him work, but it's just, you know, it, it should be right above the board, you know what I mean? It says, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. If easily offended, don't go. He is a real one, and you know, for, for, he's long in the tooth, and you'd expect him to be in and out. You know, this is another bit of work, but he genuinely stayed around, had a couple of pints, and was was really just friendly and yeah. and happy just to chat away. Yeah, there's there's one moment um, afterwards uh, which which really made me warm to him, and I said to him, "You're a man after my own heart, Mick." We, we I, I was chatting to his uh, his uh, friend and manager Steve, who's who's a lovely guy as well. And we were chatting, and then um, one minute Mick was there, the next minute Mick was just further off, up the steps a little bit, and he looked, I looked across, and he and he, he looked back, and he looked at Steve and said, I want to go for a kebab. <laughs> 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 and I thought, yeah, it must be sort of, it was about half eleven at this time, and I thought, oh, that will be me in 20 years' time, <laughs> without a doubt. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. I'm, I've had enough now, I want a kebab. It's good. Where did that come from? From under the table. For the purposes of the... You just said I bought a couple of beers. Were you going to see how it went? A couple of beers each. (laughs) Thanks, man. Uh, This is the Promoter Mouse... uh, It's the... uh, Refreshments. And we're using... We're we're pouring beer. I don't know if you agree with this or if if you think it's odd, Paul, but we're pouring it into a Promoter Mouse mug. Um, We haven't got merch, but if we did, this would certainly be on the list, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, well, it could be if you if you want a promoter's mouth mug that that uh, we we can <laughs> well, arrange for you. They cost a fucking fortune. <laughs> that they're sixty pounds each. <laughs> so that should cover it, shouldn't it? I printed two of them. There's a lot of places that do this merch, and it looks all to the world like you can get your face on a mug and you know get your logos on a mug. But then um, I remember doing it when I was doing Twitch, and you could just put your logo out there, and somebody orders it, they print it and send it to them. It was like. 30 quid for a t-shirt and you get about eight pounds for it yeah and right. you're thinking there's only one person really benefiting here and it's whoever's d- doing the merch yeah um but you know if i suppose if you get big enough um that works yeah yeah it might be slightly better now uh, is it fruit saloon t-shirts they're, they're fairly decent quality might be worth looking into actually fruit of the loom yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well I, i've got a, behind me i've got a t-shirt printer what yeah well why is it just sat there? I we, used to we, print, I used to print bags and T-shirts and all sorts. Is there anything you've not done? Um, well, I used to do it for my comedy nights. I used to um, print tote bags, like the cotton tote bags. Oh, I remember that. I did, yeah, I got one of them. Did you ever get one? Put a load of shit in it. Yeah, it had a load of sweets Went and straight flyers. in the manjo. Manjo. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I used to give it to the acts as well. Probably still there with like a few broken bylaws and. It's quite. It was quite time-consuming, and also it didn't really benefit me that much. Yeah. Well, it made you look good on the night. It did. It was yeah. a nice touch. I think, but think people were. Uh, yeah, you go to a lot of detail. Oh, I, I did want to sort of chat about this. Uh, the level of detail you go to compared to the level of detail I don't go to. It, it, we, we're, we're completely at odds in that respect, aren't we? Um, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I can't. I, we're very different promoters in that sense. And yeah, I, we, I think. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. I, I definitely think you're more of the factory records ilk. Like, because Factory Records famously put out a single uh, with a load of uh, um, artwork attached to it, which cost so much to produce. The more records they sold, the more money they lost. So, <laughs> well, no, well, I, I disagree. I think, I think, um, 
those touches, you know, once you've got it in place, um, I mean, that was a, that was a point. Yeah, that was an example of, of it costing me to do that. But I, I, I I'm in absolute it. admiration of the level of detail you go to, to be honest. And I, I do feel slightly uh, uh, remiss. But then I remind myself why I don't. And that's because, you know. Your car's empty at the end of the night. And you can just go in and go to sleep. Whereas well, mine's full of fucking speakers, well, yeah, a stage. There, there's a number of reasons. Curtain rails, remember I mean, those? You, you enjoy it, right? So that's that's fine. But I, I, I was thinking before, because what was going, I was going to go on to thank earlier on, and I sort of got slightly derailed. Everybody who's at my gigs, there's a lot of stakeholders who sort of make the night work. As do that are with yours, but I feel slightly more with mine. So you do your own artwork. And you saw yeah. all, all of that, so I get somebody else to do artwork, and, yeah. and it used to do it. it. Used to do it. A lot of things like that. I just spent all my sort of Saturday yeah. mornings and all my free time doing stuff like that. And I just think, really, if if you imagine yourself doing twenty gigs, you're not going to do all of that for the twenty gigs. So it's, I, I think that's the mindset you should be in, and then farm out as much as that as possible. Well, you, yeah, use your cognitive energy to make bigger and better things happen whilst other people you've got working partnership with other people who can help you out well i don't know i i think i had three i had two gigs this month um plus the comedy store and that was just artwork videos a lot of promoting of that one sorting out the acts sorting out the uh, making sure their music gets sent to david tims um and on the night not so much running around to do really because it's it, it it's such a well-oiled machine but with my gigs yeah it's all the same it's the same process yeah i as a teacher i used to do a lot of marking of books and a lot of work so my whereas some teachers can manage to get their marking in pretty much by the end of six o'clock let's say five o'clock school yeah. finishes they'll mark books and stuff and go home and they will have their evenings i was never of that mold i used to working through the day and then I'd put it off and then I'd be working till late at night and you know I'd, I'd be doing bits and pieces of comedy stuff but I also teach marking and, and planning and preparing and yeah. organizing school productions and all of that stuff and that used to take me in I'm you know looking back at it it's it's, it's almost regretful at times because you know you miss out on a lot of family time well this a is huge it. amount of family time uh, back then um, but I think now I replace that because now my teaching doesn't necessarily involve the same level of marking because yeah, yeah. I'm teaching one to one. Um, I've got a lot of time, and I've kind of re- you, you, my you, body sort of does, just works that way. You, and you, I you, don't. you filled your time with, with stuff, and I, I think that's maybe the restrictions placed upon us have dictated how we we are different. I couldn't do what I'm of, doing now if I was working in a school. Well, I, well, I've got a full time day job, yeah, and what I do with comedy is a result of what I can fit in outside of personal life, um, needing to rest, and my day job. And even in my day job, sometimes I think, I'm spending time thinking about how I'm going to run the comedy when I really ought to be thinking about my day job. Yeah, I keep. I've, uh, you, you, we've been in contact a lot more lately, and I, I know I sidetrack you sometimes. Yeah, and, and, and you'll get the odd message saying I've got, got to disappear. Got to but but I, do, yeah. I, do, I do love everything to do with comedy and this pod as well so so i absolutely love it it's a, it's a brilliant thing to do and this is a new layer for me on top of what i used to do i mean i, I did a lot of stuff with tony law as you know um on the twitch which used to i used to do a lot of production stuff which goes mostly unnoticed but i enjoyed doing it this is very 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 different but this will take me all day tomorrow to get up to a, a suitable standard to yeah, send yeah. out but it'll be out sunday well it could, i mean what you've put there on the top there to fly or not to fly I mean that's what it, I mean that sort of relates to this because I've I've seen you successfully. I mean it's been so up and down recently. About a week ago, I felt like the worst comedy promoter in 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 the world, and we've. We, I'm sorry I made you feel that way. Well, no, you didn't. <laughs> at at the time, there was there there was a minus in a spreadsheet. Where, oh yeah. where There's now a decent plus. So I, I I think oh crikey, but things came more than good in the end, but. It made me think when I was at your gig and it sort of sold, sold out. I thought, look, you know, I've got to give up for Kai because he's 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 packed out this room and he's done packed out another room, and they're 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 brilliant nights and whatnot. And you you do go to a lot of detail, which is 
you know, and you and you, you, you go to a lot of effort, and I, I can't I can't fault it, and it made me think should I be doing more of that, and particularly with like flying, and it's flying is. It, when when you've got social media, when you can actually see people's reactions to what you've posted, mm. and it's it's a lot less money. So if you spend fifty quid on flyers and then spend all day wandering around with them, well, this and, is... you, you might get a reaction when you hand them over. You might just get put them there, put yeah, them there, yeah. and you you might even get worse than that. I've had this. You might even get just downright hostility. Well, this is the uh, thing so that. One of, one of my, sorry to interrupt, but one of the best investments I made for the sort of gigs that I run, and this might be helpful if anyone's listening who does this sort of thing, was um, a printer, a, a laser jet printer with the toner cartridges, which aren't as expensive as people think. Are you print um, off your own flyers then? So I, yeah, so the thing that stopped me from flyering in the past and, and getting posters done was the sheer cost of it. Well, actually, while I was, um, I, yeah, probably shouldn't say, but while I was working in school, sometimes I... Uh, yeah, yeah, you don't have to say the rest. Yeah. I think we can yeah, put... But I won't tell you which school. Um, <laughs> and so now what I do is I get, these, I get A5, uh, sorry, A6 card which costs, you know, probably 500 sheets is about 8 to 10 quid or something like that. And I run them through the printer. So every pub will have its own flyer. Um, I'll be able to print off enough posters to go up there. I laminate them. And, you know, the cost is is um, not as much as you think. And actually, well, the, the could... thing that stopped me is the fact that uh, stopped me flying before was that you had to design them, send them off somewhere, print four, five hundred or a thousand for about 15 quid, and then you've got too many that you never get rid of. Yeah, yeah. And so now I do them on my own. Could you offset the cost by providing a printing service to some nearby local company promoter? <laughs> How nearby? Hello. <laughs> well, somebody, <laughs> Hello li- somebody lives in London. Yeah, I, th- I think yeah. What, what it does is it, it, it ends up paying for the toners and things like that if you do it yeah, for yeah. other people. But that's how I managed to have separate flyers in every pub. Oh, well, let's have a conversation about this because that, you know, I can send you the PDFs. It's bloody helpful, isn't it? And, uh, yeah. And, and I'll tell you what, on the two occasions now, and this is, um, it's, it's got to be something in it, I went to Beckles, went around every shop pretty much. And handed out only about thirty or forty flyers around shops and to, yeah. to a few strangers. Did the same today in Swaffham. On both occasions, by the time I got back to the car, I'd sold some tickets. Well, that's good. And that I think good. that is that I, is I've, quite I've, telling. I've, I've had such bleak experiences in the past, though. Honestly, it's it's yeah. You, you can you can come up trumps, and I'm glad you did. Uh, in the past, I've had some bleak experiences with sort of. But you've done like codes on flyers, haven't you? And they've just yeah, yeah, exactly, oh, yeah, 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 exactly. We spent seventy quid on flyers and probably a bit more. We'd ask getting somebody to go along and deliver them into people's sort of workspaces and industrial estates and whatnot. Here's a code, discount code, and yeah, it cost me. I think it cost me something like eighty or ninety quid to spend to to sell. Four tickets or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, you could argue that you're creating awareness. But well, they they do go out. And, and, there, and you told me an anecdote about somebody. Um, uh, I think it falls into the category it's slightly negative, so we don't mention them. Uh, somebody, somebody else who locally flyed the living bejesus out of uh, a, a, a nearby uh, town, and. Still, only managed to sort of sell about 30, 40 tickets. Yeah. So, so you hear stories like that, and I've had similar things happen to me. Paper paper flyers, if they're for specific events, I don't think work as effectively as Facebook. Let's say, on Facebook, you know, impressions and what's the other one? And uh, views is another or whatever. Um, to me, that I, I consider that to be a bit like flyering. You know, yeah. you, you pass out, and if you've had twenty thousand, or no, a reach, isn't it? It's a, it's how far, how many people yeah. you've reached. That to me, I think of is like flyering. It's like you know, some some will take the bait, some won't. Um, yeah. On on the subject of this, though, and we, we will move on. Um, I went to Swaffham today, or Swaffham. Swaffham. Went to went to the George Hotel. They had a huge A one poster outside. Two of them actually um, went inside. They've got the little table talkers, which are the little A five. Yeah, flyers yeah. on the tables, yeah. and they printed off their own A5 shiny glossy flyers. Wherever you're doing a gig, you should have your presence of next gig there. And I've been remiss at that, and and, and I've not forced it home with with venues, and I ought to. So yeah, 
Yeah, I think the only restriction to having a printer is it's only A4 you can print, really. Um, you know, if you're looking at the the economy of it. Ever done that? Ever seen that film Spinal Tap where they sort of get the dimensions wrong? Are they, uh, the, 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 <laughs> what was it? The Stonehenge. Uh, and they, no, I don't. Uh, yeah, they wanted a bit of stage art. You know, a Spinal Tap, yeah, the yeah, film about yeah. the lockdown. I haven't seen it yeah. for years and years. Yeah, yeah, but... yeah, it's brilliant. And and they they wanted a Stonehenge on on stage, and they wanted it to be massive. Uh, but I think they missed a north or something. So they were all like dancing around this sort of looked like an airfix model on the stage. It was like <laughs> shit, right? I had a similar experience recently. I, I just just went. I think I got feet and inches mixed up. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I had a banner put up at the post back in the poster room for 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 Mick Miller, thinking, "Oh, this is this will be uh, this this will be good." Was this in Southwold? No, this was in this is at the Ocean Room, and and I went along and had a look at it when we were walking a dog in Galston, and yeah, it, it wasn't two meters by one meter; it was two foot by <laughs> one foot. I was looking at it, it was just a sad, sorry... cost me 50 fucking quid, that did. I was just, like, nearly crying. It's like, 50 quid? And Where was it? It was at the back of the, 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 the ocean room, and it was about a foot off the floor. I was like, <laughs> what is going on here? Should we do it? Should we do a local one? Then yeah, I think so. Back, yeah, back and yeah. And I'm, I know how much local people they're, they're happy to wade through some of our comedy shit houses yeah, yeah, and whatever. Yeah. And then they quite like hearing what is what have they picked up on this time? Well, I t- let, let me tell you, it's all kicking off in my part of London with the parking. You know, and actually, this bit's called parking like a twat in London and Chedgrave. And yeah, and it's very relevant. Where, where we are um, in the estate, near, we're in the New estate in the ends, uh, by, by the by the not in the industrial before you get to the industrial estate, before you get up into the 146, we're in the Taylor Wimpy estate. And in there was the Taylor Wimpy, um, set out some spaces which are part you when you would buy a house, you own two spaces. It's not terribly clear to people that these spaces are actually earmarked for 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 the houses, and they are. And people get very, very territorial about the spaces. And I think a few nights back, uh, the missus come back from work and she had it all kicking off, all kicking off. Somebody some, somebody parked in somebody's space, so somebody blocked them in but put a note on and, and said, I blocked you in, sorry about that, but you are parking in my space and there's nowhere else for me to park. What the Something along those lines. Anyway, the person hadn't seen the note, went remonstrating with the people who, whose car it was, and there's a big ding-dong outside. Uh, yeah, what so does a ding dong involve? A ding dong. Remember when a few episodes ago, and you 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 liked the word hoo ha. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of them. It's a bit like a hoo ha. Bit like a hoo ha. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't we didn't do ding dong when you. Were, no, we yeah. didn't. But actually, ding dong and hoo ha. There's a lot of shouting and carrying on. And then, it's, and, 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 and then it and then it went over. It spilled over onto uh, um, the Lord and I, which you know. If you're in Japan, by the way, we're number 47 in Japan, weirdly. I don't know why. <laughs> I know why. <laughs> but if if you're in Japan listening to this, why not sign up to the Lord and I and uh, just have a look at what goes on? I mean, yeah. it'll keep you completely in, in, in rapture, I'm sure. The Rod and I. <laughs> you, you can't say that. <laughs> I just said it. Yeah, so if you're in Japan, uh, <laughs> what you do listening to this? You're mental. But anyway, anyway, yeah, it kicked off on on the Lord and I. Um, people really getting aggravated by the park. It's a very emotive subject, isn't it? Anything else? Should we go back to a bit of comedy? I'd like to do proper comedians if I can. Yeah, go on. Proper comedians. I've seen. What does uh, that mean? Well, yeah, I, I well, I'm about to tell you. I, I've I've seen uh, a promotion for a YouTube. I think it's a YouTube channel or some kind of media led by uh, Jim Davison, uh, who's got a consortium of a consortium of stuff. What's the collective noun for comedians? I don't know if there is one, but a, a, group. He- a heckle. Uh, uh, yeah, a heckle uh, yeah. of comedians. 
I need a need of comedians. Yeah. <laughs> it's a typical promoter. A narcissist of comedians. Yeah. <laughs> we, we we love you really. We we uh, we have a very symbiotic uh, relationship with comedians and. Uh, and uh, we, we we have nothing but love for for, for all comics, but anyway, well, no, there's some of them are assholes, <laughs> without without <laughs> doubt, yeah, without doubt. And, and I'm I'm not I'm not about to launch into these are all assholes either. So we, oh, you know, okay. No, so so um, yeah, just curious because what Jim Davison's done, he's got he's got a collective of comedians, uh, and a lot of whom you'd recognise. Some of them from from old school, and actually, I think Mick Miller's one of them. Um, more modern, modern. You've got Danny Postel on there as well, uh, oh, yes, who we booked. Yes, I did see this. Uh, yeah. um, but I, I think the marketing is basically in just reading between the lines. If you Google Jim Davison and proper comedians, you'll be able to see a lot of this artwork, and maybe repost it onto the uh, Facebook page. But I think this is sort of in response to the prevailing um, woke, anti-woke thing. And, and the weird thing, and I'm going to be very sensitive about this, because on television now, on, on the flagship comedy programme, um, some fantastic acts appear on, on there. But weirdly, a lot of acts put on there too soon in their career. Arguably, I'm going to say arguably. Um, on the one hand, everybody needs a break. On the other hand... Does it cheapen the products of? Uh, well, it's live at the Apollo. There's a lot of. Are lot you of, talking about the lineup he selected? Well, the lineup contains the, the, the acts that li- maybe aren't. Yeah, the recent lineups of live at the Apollo. Um, if you know comedy, you sort of raise an eyebrow and you think, "Crikey, I didn't expect these guys to do it." When you I, look at the glory days of the Apollo, there, you know, you used to have an incredible lineup. Of, yeah, yeah. of names that you would could never afford to to watch all in one show. Yeah, absolutely. Let alone you could go and watch, and and you could probably not get tickets for their their own solo shows if you tried. Yeah, yeah, I know. And it, it, that's it, not the case nowadays, is it's, it? It's not the case, and and it seems to be the people getting the breaks on this kind of stuff. Is, is it an agency thing? Is it because? And I, I I'm just speculating, but is it because? The live at the Apollo became such a powerful kind of uh, and popular bit of television that those acts now or acts of that level maybe don't do it because they're not being paid enough for for what it is. Uh, yeah. um, and then the agents are, are now putting it or they've changed the format so that it is more up and coming acts rather than the more established ones. That, um, that, that, that would make sense. That would make sense because it is a massive show, and it, and I'd imagine they want tens of thousands now, where, whereas before it was they would have done it just for the. It's not so massive now, isn't it? And and also, the longer it's hung around, the more the internet has become a thing. Yeah. So you, you you've got viral clips of comedians doing stuff on the hot water and whatnot. So were they uh, or were they dwarfing what was happening live at the Apollo? Maybe the accent before were getting what they what they deserved, and now the budget's less. It's it's a product of the internet. Argue, yeah, it's a bit like Amazon of affected retail, and it is just speculating. But yeah, that something's changed, and and fair play to the acts that are getting on there because I know it's a huge, huge thing for them, a huge deal which they can dine out on um, it's, with it's, some success. Yeah, it's it's like it's like if you're a footballer, you want to be in the FA Cup final. And that's what it is for them. And absolutely, you know, I absolutely take my hat off for you for getting there. But weirdly, as a promoter, when when I'm booking an act that's done it, I don't put that on the poster anymore. I don't think it has the same sell, you know. And, and that's, that's sort of a litmus test for me because, you know, it's it's like, well, do I think, is it going to make any difference there's now? There's another slight, just aside to that, is, you know, when you when you do put things on posters... At what point was is it? Should there be a cutoff point? Comedian, comedian, <laughs> comedian of the year, and then it's like you know in your head it's nineteen ninety six when they got that award. Do you still put that on a poster or you know live at the Apollo? Great, but it was like fifteen years ago, something it, like that. I don't know, honestly. I've completely had a turnaround on posters. My my old ones had so much detail on them. A shitting dog, for example. Yeah, well, I did have a shitting dog in one poster. Sorry, Sorry Arthur. Yeah, I did. Yeah, but um, but I had so much detail. It was like quotes 
uh, had all the acts on and a quote from uh, yeah. uh, uh, whatever review that they got listing what TV shows they've done if they've done TV shows and with posters visual stimuli is at a premium isn't it and in any case your average punter who might turn up they're not going to be bothered by all that now so your, all your poster really needs to do is grab attention and you don't want to bore them to, to death with detail that they're not asked about I think that it, when you do design them and put those things on and I do it I put it on because I feel like the way my posters are circulated and flyers people do have them in the hand they do sort of look and it's kind of almost like here's a good act you've never heard of but this is some of his credentials yeah. that might just help convince them that this is going to be a top night of comedy i think recently i've had arthur smith as being the the top act that I'm, uh, for march and then i've got april may and june i think you know they might not know or be familiar with the april may and june acts but somehow i feel from the ticket sales at least that having arthur smith there who is recognizable has sort of elevated those acts yeah in yeah. in terms uh, of and, and um, elevated your products as a whole yeah yeah no i i follow a similar track i mean i'll have, have a decent uh recognizable headliner and try and piggyback off the strength for that you know i mean you can put you can put somebody who's done loads of telly and whatnot and people still won't completely mm. recognize who, who mm. they are <laughs> Right, where should we go now? Well, what, should we play a little bit more uh, Mick? Uh, yeah, Mick, uh, how about that thing? Uh, who, who is a proper comedian. He is a proper comedian. And uh, and while we're on the subject of... Um, what were we on the subject of? We were on proper comedians. and uh, He uh, gave us a lovely anecdote. Now, now the, he, uh, he talked about Bernard Manning quite a lot, didn't he? Yeah, and, yeah, he and he, he had a couple of anecdotes back because I guess you know he's had a career which is uh, has been working side by side with him for many years before he before he passed. Now I know Bernard Manning's name when it comes up among uh, your your standard circuit comedians. He, he doesn't really he doesn't really shine, does he? Well, he it, gets a lot of stick from. It, him. You know, Mick Ferry up there. He's always oh, Mick, and yeah, yeah, I've, I've done quite a few gigs with Mick. In fact, when it when he was doing the uh, comedy, I was doing the comedy store in London, and Mick did so many things down in London. So he took us, he took me and Steve out to um, a few of the pubs, and we went in one, and it was so funny because Bill Bailey was there with Mark Lamar. All right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then Mark Lamar went, Mick, tell Bill the story about Bernard Manning. So I'll tell you the story. So I was doing a summer season in Jersey and Bernard Manning came over to do two nights. So I phoned Bernard up at the hotel. I said, Bernard, Mick Miller. Hello, son. What do you want? <laughs> I went, Bernard, I said, uh, I've been here quite a few weeks. I said, I know the island quite well. I said, why don't I pick you up? I said, we'll drive around the island. We'll have a nice little lobster lunch and then I'll drop you back in the hotel. And he went, no, it's a better idea. Drive yourself around the island and buy your own lunch, and I'll sit here and watch the fucking racing. Now, fuck off. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I told that to Bill Bailey. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Pastor, you know, yeah. Bernard, never forget Bernard. When John Lennon got shot, oh, he yeah. walked on his club that night and went, Well, he wanted peace, he's fucking got it now. <laughs> oh, <dear>. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mick. We're good at this. <laughs> I thought that was seamless. <laughs> Opinion whores. There was a, an epic comedy industry flounce on Chortle. Chortle is the gift that keeps on giving, isn't it? It is. Like, if, if we're stuck to, to, to anything to talk about to do with the comedy industry, we'll just have a look at what shit storms happened on Chortle. And, that, and then that gets a... Shown on Facebook, and then everybody has an opinion about it. Well, Samantha Presti, her name is, and she wrote something which was pretty much printed verbatim, wasn't it? She wrote a piece, and it was just put put on there. I thought it was beautifully written, for what it's worth. Yeah, yeah, I did. I didn't agree with everything in it, but I thought I thought it was well written. Um, you could see. Do you remember what it said? Yeah, we should. <sighs> How, how how do we paraphrase this? She basically said, I'm leaving the comedy industry now uh, because she's a comedian, let's say that. I'm leaving that because I think 
a lot of the male comedians are uh, pandering to Walkery, and they shouldn't be. Is that about right? Yeah, and and have what, I, what I... happened was, if you if you imagine you're in a a a group like a Facebook group, and one of the members says. I don't like what's going on here. I don't like the admins, and I and I don't like some of the opinions that are being shared. So I'm leaving. Think, uh, and I'm not coming back. And then they'll probably probably stick around to see what the fallout's going to be. But usually the fallout is people waving, saying, "Shut the door on the way out." Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah, that's yeah. pretty much what's happened here. Yeah, it's pretty much what happened. But yeah, um, got some sympathy for for her, but at the same time, I kind of know it was a a call for attention. Because that's what a lot of comedians do. But then she did an interview on GBTV oh, and, yeah, and, and came across it equally as her article suggested. It, it felt like, and I could be wrong, my career's not going in the direction I want it to be. Therefore, I must jump. deal this card. And I could be wrong. Um, and, you know, if anybody of any influence listens to this and thinks I am wrong, yeah, get in touch because that's something we can chat about next week. Well, yeah, well, yeah, my career isn't going that well, so I'll, I'll craft something pretty controversial. Yeah. Right there at the zeitgeist, the woke anti-wokery raging at the uh, face of the sort of uh, left-wing comedy industry, which it is, a lot of it is sort of ridiculously left-wing. Is she trying to forge herself a new kind of, or clear herself a new path on the on the right there? I don't know. She could be the, she's sort of like, if we've got Katie Hopkins coming into comedy, yeah. Samantha Presidy going out of comedy, they could just swap but places. Is, is she they? going out of comedy or is she just suddenly, you know, is there a new audience for me? Maybe. I maybe. don't think you just go out. Well, you know what she's going to do? Um, yeah. I actually don't know if she's any good or not. From a promoter's I, I, perspective? I genuinely don't know. So out of all that publicity, I have absolutely no idea if she's any good. But a chortle um, gave a little bit of a um, post note to it, which they don't, they don't normally do. They do that. It I've was never quite, seen it before. It, it was which, which sort of made her sound right. It sort of did, it, it, yeah. yeah. Which they'd have been better off not saying anything and just leaving it there. But well, they, they, they couldn't resist say it. Say they you know? as as if Chortle is a thing, but it's Steve Bennett, isn't it? I've no idea if he's got any help, but is it just Steve? Well, he has other people when, when during busy yeah. times, but it's pretty much been, always been. Yeah, his yeah, thing. yeah. Well, he should have left it alone if he's going to make a serious point about it. Because by 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 her, the, the thrust of her argument was you can't say anything without people jumping down your throat about uh, maybe trans issues and what, all, all the other all the other things that might get you cancelled. Um, and then he said, "I'm printing this." But then I'm gonna slag it off and say, like, well, just print it. Yeah, just print it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't think. I mean, I've said this before. This woke anti woke thing, nobody looks good out of it, I and think that is a perfect example. I don't think she looked fantastic. No, but did and, he, and I don't think he did either. So, did he write that just to cover his own ass in the industry because he knows that if he's if he's printing this, it makes it sound like this is also part of Chortle's opinion. And he was making it clear, this isn't. This has fuck all to do with me. He could have just said, this isn't. Uh, you know, the, the opinions expressed in Chortle by by, by contributors aren't necessarily depends on Chortle. What we will do, what we will do is we will print a link from Chortle to our promoter mouse page. Make of it what you will. Yeah. This is Hellfire and Damnation. In this section, we outline a scenario where each one of us has been wronged, or where we think someone or something should be thrown into the pits of hell. Wow, you've really, you, you know, not only was that beautifully read, but now there's tone, character, yeah. there's there's actually, you know, something going on there. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a podcast with a drama teacher, and yeah. it's rubbing off. <laughs> it is. So, you wait and see. Anyway, go with this? This, this, I'm sure you've got things to say. Let me launch into this, because then the, you can edit it how you want. This week's been brilliant, right? Uh, uh, fantastic gigs, but I've had some I've had some notable lows this week. One, me bad back, right? Yeah. Right. That, that can fuck off, can't it, for a start? Bad back. That, I choked I, I I put me back out eating an apple. Did I apple, say that? apples? They can go. They can fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Right now, a big the, the the speed camera in Bradwell that really needs to fuck off. That cost me three <laughs> points once before, and coming Not on again. from the, coming on from the gig last night, right, full of adrenaline, really tired, complete. And I know my Google Maps 
routed me through the um, uh, Shrublands estate. And, and then I ended up on that road. Is it the A143, I think it is? Yeah, head, heading up towards, anyway, towards Mate, was this a five and drive night? Uh, no, no, no. I was drinking, I was drinking soda with my lager. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good trick. You should try it. So, so uh, yeah, I reached this notable fucking light a lot sooner than I thought I did, and and it just flashed. And I looked oh, up and I was doing, I was doing doing like four. It got flashed by the bastard thing. So it's given me three points before, and I'm gonna. I've got another three points coming. And I did the bloody. I did the course about a month ago. Oh, so I'm, mate. I'm proper fucked. You can't do it in the first yeah. couple of years. So what, it? what is it? A couple of hundred quid plus whatever else you have yeah. to pay on insurance? Yeah. What a ball. Like. My worst My worst one was driving. I, I was doing 53 and a 30 by, past my school that I was in um, because my daughter was at her, her, prime, her infant school and my, my wife was not well and couldn't pick her up. That was my excuse. Anyway, flying along got pinged by a, a mobile unit which was in the back of a car anyway I, I won't talk about that's covert operation anyway i decided to go to court because i thought you know that was a good enough excuse for speeding and it was only while i was stood there in the court and the judge said what have you got to say for yourself and i started saying the words what well, my daughter was ill and it was at school. and it sounded so mealy mouthed and, and i even i even had in my pocket i had my phone i was videoing it because that was what I used to do. So I know that even that's fucking illegal, isn't it? Um, but it just, and the, I think I've deleted it because I sounded like a complete twat. <laughs> I was there. And anyway, £600 fine, six uh, points on my license. And, and he you, threw the book at me and, and I couldn't and, even I couldn't even say, can I do the speeding course? It was my first offence. You could have got three points, £100 fine or whatever it is back then. Yeah, but well, I think it, he also spark- thought, shut up, you twat. You're a teacher, you should know better. And, yeah. he, and he absolutely nailed me. He probably did you a favour in, well, in, in, no, in a roundabout no, but way. He can go into. He can, all right, he can <laughs> send him there. But that, that I mean, we're going to be some local listeners, and hopefully from the gig last night because we handed out the, the uh, promoter. Power so this is Bradwell, promos. yeah. This is Bradwell. So, so there could be some listeners who know this. This light. It's notorious. You're waiting for the envelope on the carpet, <sighs> are you? It's 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 going to come. It's mm. going to come without a doubt. A whoop, a whoop and a holler. But this one basically is a, is about uh, compares um, and the similarity. Where did this term come from? Because I use it. Well, a whoop and a holler? Yeah. Give us a whoop and a holler. Yeah, everybody whoop and a holler. Right? I use it. <laughs> whoop and a holler. But then it's I th- American, isn't it? But then I think I heard it from somebody like Mark Olver many years ago. I use it. But then I was watching a few on YouTube the other day. Um, and I think I was watching Comedy Unleashed, and it came up there as well. And I'm thinking, is it that common? Everybody whooping a holler, yeah. Let's have a whoop. You're actually using the words whooping a holler. Whooping remember, and holler. I remember in the 80s seeing a cartoon of, of somebody at a TV show, and then you know, they used to hold out signs for, for the people in the audience. And written on this sign was, whoop like an American. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and that was that was taking the piss out of that very thing. The other point I was going to make is what other um, really common compare? Uh, I'll tell you I've got one. Yeah. Uh, are we well? Are we well? Oh, fucks me right off. <laughs> you, you hear, are we well? It's like, oh, do fuck off. Audiences <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 don't see it on mine, so I need to wind my net back in, and it works. So. Are we well? And I do it on emails now. I, 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 and, I, and I'm, I'm as guilty as anyone. Well? well, almost. I go, uh, um, uh, uh, dear so and so, I hope you are well. Yeah. And and it's it's insincere because I don't know these people, yeah. you know. But you just want to you you want to set the ground out like you, before you get to the sort of nitty gritty. You sort of want to go. Look, I'm passing the time today and being nice. To hope you. this email finds you well. Oh, that's quite nice. You yeah. can have that one. Mm. Um, are we well? Have you noticed if you type regards at the end of an email really quickly, you can come a cropper by. Uh, uh, not hitting the G and hitting the T yeah. and calling them retards. Yes. Don't hit send after you call somebody retards. Kind retards. retards. <laughs> <laughs> not just a straight, retards. Retards. <laughs> retards. <laughs> and that's the one thing I think you ought to consider, retards. We're going to be... Um, just just getting ahead of ourselves for next week, um, we're going to be apologising for what... Uh, what 
Pablo just said then. No, because uh, that's a word we can't use. It's it's on it's on a par with crazy brainstorming, hmm. retard. You can't say it. Offensive, but aren't you're I? going to upset a lot of our listeners who are clearly retarded <laughs> listening. Did he just say we're going to upset our retarded listeners? <laughs> you used to be a teacher, right? Oh, you are a teacher. <laughs> This is an apology to our retarded listeners. <laughs> Let's have an apology to all of our listeners. Especially the retards. What's and I don't, I don't know, should, am I allowed to name an act that was a dick? Is it in the public domain, what happened? Well, it will be if I say it. No, no, I think we said our policy is uh, no name for anything negative unless it's in the public domain. I know, but this this one... Well, I'll give it a go. Um, the act is called Toju. I was going to say you could have called him Terry Herpes. No, no, but it doesn't work with the rest of the story because um, uh, <laughs> I I was comparing a gig in Plymouth, and Toju turned up, and he's he's done. He's the golden buzzer guy, right? He he's the golden buzzer guy. Yeah, and he turned up to the gig, and I, I was my usual enthusiastic self when I used to compare gigs. I sort of. Treated them a little bit like they were not my gig, but you know, I took a little bit of ownership over introducing, you know, meeting the acts and yeah, welcoming yeah. them in because th- otherwise it was just the bar staff and somebody who probably sometimes didn't know there was a comedy night going on. Anyway, welcomed him in, had a little chat with him in, in a bubbly way. And as he turned away from me, he just said the word gay and walked off. <laughs> to you, about yeah. you. Anyway, yeah. And then, and then. And then a, a bit later on, he comes up to me and he says, uh, can you introduce me as, and, the, and this was his thing, um, can you introduce me? It was something like, and, and forgive me, uh, told you if I've got this wrong, but I probably wasn't listening that hard anyway, but um, can you introduce me as Britain's or the UK's most dangerous comedian? Britain's, ex- Britain's um, answer to, to Eddie Murphy, told you. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because you were going to do this after you just caught, said to yeah. yeah. So yeah. I did, I did. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we've got Britain's most dangerous comedian. It's it's the uh, UK's answer to Eddie Murphy. Welcome to the stage, Tofu. <laughs> <laughs> and then I walked off. <laughs> didn't, didn't speak to him again. And oh, then Britain's brilliant. most dangerous comedian came on, and, and one of his lines is, oh, imagine Popeye wanking. <laughs> Danger man. Oh, oh. I've, I've, I've never booked told you. No. Um, yeah, yeah. I probably told you not to. <laughs> I'll give you that. That's, that's quite good. Quick contrition. Yeah, you've, Quick contrition. you've got some apologies. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You've got. Have you got any gigs to plug very quickly? Twenty uh, eighth of April. Still got, got Sean Walsh booked on that particular gig. Notable act. One that's gig for you quite recently, and very nearly was on the very first podcast. No. No. Noel James. Yeah, have you booked him? Yeah, booked him. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's doubling up on that as well. So that's quite oh, some sweet. lineup. So I've got Noel James. Uh, that's. A, and, did you tell me this? Was that a recent thing? No, well, it's been booked for a while. I might have told you. Uh, yeah, so I've got Noel James on that. And got, uh, it's, it's a cracking lineup. I've got Pam, Pam Ford and one, one, one venue MC. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely fantastic. I think she's lineup. in Australia still. She'll be coming back soon. I yeah, think they yeah. All, they all went over for the festivals, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was originally supposed to do last night, and she was still on the artwork because I didn't get around to changing it. So people, no, have, people yeah, actually asking for her. Yeah, I name come up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got uh, Glenn... Oh, no, I, sorry. I've I've got Marcel Lucant in Swaffham on March the 11th with John Mann and oh, Richard brilliant. Weimark. Yeah. Um, that's going to be fun. Um, need to sell a few more tickets for that, but that's going to be what you'll see a lot of. Um, and uh, Glenwell in April. Yeah. Can't wait. To, can't, I, I, I like the look of Glenwell. I've not seen him live yet. Oh, really? He's seen a lot of stuff on TV. Get, and get I know he's a Canadian legend, lives in Ipswich, thereabouts. So I'm hoping our paths will cross, especially now I've got a gig in Woodbridge. So, so yeah, Glenwood, yeah. but first uh, Thursday and Friday in uh, Peckles and Chedgrave. Please do uh, right. check it out. Have right. you got any apologies? Yes, uh, I want to apologise to Sam Smith. Because for all I know, 
they might be having lots of problems. I don't know. I'm not inside their head. I also, like, after we did the podcast last week... uh, Did you see the performance? Yeah. I thought Sam Smith's performance was actually really good. And and it, it was a move away from what I've seen of Sam Smith before. So, whilst I still maintain... (laughs) <laughs> you can hear me editing, can't you? It's a nonsense, this, isn't it? <laughs> it's an absolute nonsense. <laughs> but anyway... <laughs> oh. I mean... It's an absolute uh, nonsense. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> try not to get cancelled by... <laughs> Changing Listen, language. Mate, Honestly, just I call him crack. a creepy fucker. Let's move on. I, thi- I, I think so. I think they is a bit of a creepy fucker still. But what I will say about them is is that uh, their performance on the Brits last week was actually very good, but not as good as Wet Leg. They're, They're brilliant. Yes, they are brilliant. They're fantastic, aren't they? Now you can call them they because, because they're plural. Leg. That's what you meant to do. <laughs> yeah. Pick a pick a lane for fuck's sake. <laughs> There's only one Sam Smith. Fucking Sam Smith. Let's um wind this run down. Episode nine of the Promoter Mouse podcast is coming to a close. Pablo, what a busy week and what a fantastic week. And it was yeah. a pleasure to uh to join you at your gigs and uh, uh many more to come. So let's sign off here with the music and maestro and uh yeah, we will do one next week. Cheers, Pablo. Cheers, guy. Let's let's go to the pub. Support Kai and Pablo by becoming a Patreon subscriber at patreon.com slash promotermouths.